This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 332, A Conversation with Frank Thierry. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 332. It's our conversation with Frank Thierry episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. A bit of a change in the schedule. This was episode was originally going to be our New Year's episode, but uh, because of a bit of a few alterations in the schedule, it's actually being bumped, so it's coming out a little bit earlier than originally anticipated, as now it's episode 332 instead of episode 334, uh, and it's coming to you on December the 27th. Uh, we have another episode coming up in a couple days. It's our reviews episode for releases from December 23rd. That'll be coming up probably on the 29th or 30th of December. Not quite sure about that yet. Uh, so this is a great episode. I really enjoyed it. We got to sit down with Frank Thierry, uh, talk about how he broke into comics, uh, his first big breaks, uh, writing Iron Man and Wolverine. Uh, talked about some of his more current work as well. It was really exciting for me because one of my favorite uh, Wolverine runs is his run on Wolverine. So this was very exciting for me to have a chance to actually sit down with the guy and, and talk about his work. Uh, I was also a big fan of Gotham Underground. So whenever I see his name on something, I generally am attracted to it. So... Um, I'm just really, and I'm, I'm loving his new book. Um, I don't know if everyone's reading Black Knight, but you really should be. He's also going to be the new writer on Catwoman, and so far he's really bringing it back to basics, and it's been a really enjoyable run thus far. Anyways, without further ado, we will get into the episode, but first, some housekeeping. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. This will be the last non-reviews episode of 2015. Uh, so it was a great year. We had some great episodes. We had a lot of great interviews throughout the year. Hopefully we have a lot of good material coming for you next year in 2016. But uh, in fact, we have uh, episodes coming up with John Rhett Thomas. Uh, we're still working on David Marquez. Hopefully that will happen uh, soon. We're going to have another interview with Danny Fingeroth. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up in the in the pipeline. We're going to have an episode, hopefully, where we take a look at the Secret Wars event. Um, not once it's finally over, which it should be, should be, I think, June. Sorry, June. Holy shit, if it's June, kill me now. Uh, I believe it's January 13th that it's over. So that should be coming up in mid-January or mid to late January. Anyways, thank you so much for downloading this episode. And without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation with Frank Thierry. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans, Frank. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, pal. Um, so I usually like to go back to the beginning, but before I do that, I've, I've started doing a, a new question. I used to say, what was your first interaction with comics? But what I've actually been enjoying more uh, getting feedback on is actually asking people, when you go to conventions, what's usually the most common thing that you sign? The most common thing I sign is probably Wolverine stuff. Um, you know, I did Wolverine for about three years, and, uh, you know, obviously uh, a character a lot of people know him known before so uh probably wolverine more more than anything else wolverine stuff what's the uh the the, the oddest thing that someone has you sign i signed a baby what <laughs> somebody had me sign a baby <laughs> well i yeah. think that's uh that's definitely the strangest one i've heard yeah somebody had me sign their baby uh i was like all right whatever you know what i mean <laughs> so you know uh, I mean, I've, over the years, I've signed PlayStation, you know, because I do video games, too. I've signed PlayStation, I've signed Xboxes, uh, I've signed, uh, you know, people's uh, arms, uh, cats, butts, for, you know, just about everything. You know what I mean? I, you, you just sign a lot of weird crap over the years. <laughs> well, that definitely is going to take the cake. I don't think anyone's ever going to be able yeah, to match yeah, that. Yeah, well, the, the, baby, the baby was, uh, <laughs> was a, uh, you know, 
Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's go back then to, to the, the, my usual question, which is, what was your first interaction with comics growing up? Oh, uh, well, geez. Uh, you know, I read comics as a kid. Um, uh, I always liked, you know, I liked to read as a kid, and uh, comics were easier, you know, um, than reading books and stuff like that. So, you know, um, and I, I would say probably... Uh, you know, you, 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 you go and you get those, um, like you, when you would go with your mother to the supermarket and she'd get you those digests, you know, that, that, those, that, those are some of my earlier, uh, rec- recollections of, of stuff I do, you know, uh, with comics. And what made you decide they actually wanted to, to write comics? Because that, for some, can be a big leap. I, the way I, I kind of, see, I started off as a, um, I had, read comics as a kid until I was about 13 and I stopped collecting for years and then what happened was um, I had an internship I, I was uh, uh, at, at, in college I um, I actually went to art school believe it or not a lot of people don't know that um, and I had an internship I had to do an internship my final year and a half and that was uh, one of the places that was available was Marvel Comics so I was like, yeah, the hell of it, the hell with it. I was, uh, I became intern uh, for Bob Harris back when he was uh, editor in chief of Marvel, and I ha- now he's dealt with DC. It goes to show you how <laughs> this business is sometimes. And um, I, uh, I, I was an intern. I interned, and then I uh, got on staff. And while I was on staff, I was act- I actually worked for Marvel.com. Um, I started doing artwork, and then eventually I started doing uh, writing for the site. And um, my writing actually became more needed than my artwork. Um, and then, for um, a while, I was pitching books and stuff like that. Um, and I got, you know, Wolverine and uh, co-writing with the Joker side on Iron Man, and everything just took off from there. I want to ask about your Iron Man work because uh, I remember I was I was reading the book at the time. What was it like, kind of working with Quesada on on Iron Man and then eventually taking it over on your own? It was my first big break. I mean, I had like I said, I was trying to break in, and Joe at the time, you know, he had a little thing going on called Marvel Knights, so I didn't have <laughs> uh, as much time as you know. I, I had become friends with Joe and Jim and Jimmy Palmieri through Marvel.com. Uh, back when we were doing Marvel.com, we were in the very early stages of, of, of um, you know, what, what, the, what the internet was. And um, a lot of people at Marvel didn't understand what it was and didn't see it for what it could be. Joe and Jimmy did. And when they were doing Marvel Nights, they would give us stuff all the time. They, uh, Joe had actually a... a, a a uh, column with us and stuff like that. So I, I got to know them through that. So when Joe um, was writing Iron Man and it got to be too much, was responsibility of uh, you know as uh, with Marvel Knights, he says, "Would you want a co-writer with me?" And I says, "Of course." You know what I mean? That that was my big break. He had known that I was trying to break in, um, and you know we, we it, it was it, look it was great. Like you know I I had done Iron Man I. Uh, it was fun to do. I think um, 
yeah, first they were co-writing together, and then I took over the book. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was, and then right after that, that led to Wolverine. So I mean, really, that really led into everything. Now, Wolverine obviously feels feels like a, a giant jump up from Iron Man. What was it like getting that book? Was it something you'd lobbied for, or there's just kind of an opening in the schedule? Like, how did that come about? The well, with me, um, right? They liked what the stuff I was doing with Joe on Iron Man, and uh, I had no more powers for years because I had worked as an intern in the X office. Um, so you know, I, I was I pitched some stuff and, and so forth, and. When they needed a new writer, um, they, they they thought of me, and you know, uh, it was, you know, it, it, it really was re- really surreal. Uh, getting Iron Man and Wolverine at the same time right out of the gate, um, you know, I, I, I let's say I didn't expect that. You know? <laughs> but Wolverine, um, I mean, I wrote Wolverine for th- for three years uh, on the main title. And then I've come in and written uh, stories for him here and there, Wolverine Hercules, Wolverine Mr. Rex, Wolverine, you know. So he, he's a character that, he's probably my favorite character and probably the character that uh, a lot of people know me for, you know. It's interesting looking back at your, uh, your Wolverine work because I guess it was back in the day when people still had longer runs because you were definitely seeding stuff. For almost from the moment you got on board that you had stuff going on with that would eventually become Weapon X. What was it like kind of seeding those those elements? Well, I didn't, we didn't expect Weapon X to, because of the popularity of, of what we were doing with Weapon X in the Wolverine book, um, then they, they decided to do a Weapon X book. Um, I had originally pitched it as a maxi series, which I still think they should have just did it as a maxi series. But... Um, they wanted to do it as, as an ongoing book. Um, so, you know, I, I then took elements from there and, and, and spun it off into Weapon X. Um, but, um, yeah, we, they, they wanted to bring back the Weapon X program. We brought it back in a big, you know, they wanted a new, they wanted new villains, a lot of, so it, it, that's why, you know, uh, we had Mr. X, we had the new director of the Weapon X program, uh, we had, we had a, a bunch of new villains mixed in with the old, with Sabretooth and, and um, Bloodscream and people like that. Um, you know, I, I, look, Wolverine was, was, was a fun book to do. Um, I, and he's a character I always gravitate towards. Whenever they tell me this deal, would I want to do a project with him? I, I, I always jump out of the hobby. As a reader, I have to say that, um, and I actually did an episode on this not long ago, that when I first started buying Wolverine on an actual regular basis, it was actually your run. It was actually the first issue of your run. Um, it was that cover by Sean Chen that kind of brought me in, but it was your story that kind of kept me through throughout. And so I've always, that's why this is always a big deal for me to actually be able to talk to you about your run, just because that was kind of my major, it's always going to be my favorite Wolverine run is actually yours. Good. Thanks. <laughs> So I've, I've always been a fan. What, what was it like working with Sean Chen on that book? It was cool. You know, I, I, I still talk to Sean to this day. Um, the funny thing is, you know, I'm kind of, you know, uh, I, I, I'm more of an uh, extrovert type guy. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, loud and uh, boisterous and whatnot. Sean is not. Sean is very reserved. So, I mean, you couldn't have two more opposite guys. And the funny thing is, you know, that if you remember that run, that run was really 
freaking violent. <laughs> <You know what>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did a lot of crazy shit on there where, where we just, you know, um, I, I just kept pushing the envelope until they told me stop, you know. And Sean, you know, and so sometimes I would have to get, pull stuff out of Sean. You know, I would have to, um, you know, you know, Sean, come on, you know, I know, you know, I know Wolverine is, is, is going to like the, you know, a cigarette off this guy's flaming head. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know what I mean? So it, it, you sometimes reluctant to get down in the gutter with me, but eventually it, it, it all worked out, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, I think one of my actual favorite Wolverine issues that uh, ever is um, your Logan Files epilogue from Wolverine 176 where he's, you know, dead in the afterlife. And right. I don't know why, but there's just something about that issue. Like whenever I go back to it, first of all, it still holds up, but it's just um, it's an extremely strong character study. And I guess it's kind of interesting that, as you said, most of your, your run was very violent. And that was kind of yeah. an interesting, quieter issue. Uh, set in yeah, heaven. I'm, I'm capable of doing that as well. <laughs> the, um, the, the one thing I want to point out, and I, I point this out to Charles Soule, I'm friends with Charles, I'm the guy who killed Wolverine first. You know I mean? <laughs> we killed him in my run. So, you know, yeah, you know, he got all the thing afterwards, but, you know, remember where it happened first. It was, it was during my run. <laughs> we, we killed him and then we brought him back, obviously. But, um, yeah, that was, that was a fun issue to write. Um, you know the, the, the revelation that he's, you think he's smoking a gene, and then and then you find out he's smoking a rose. Uh, well, especially because at the at the time that was just being introduced into canon too, right? So the fact yeah, that yeah. it was being referenced in the main book was exciting as a reader at the time because it was one thing to read Origin; it's another thing to see it actually reflected in the book. Which, right. looking looking back on it, it, almost seems obvious, but at the time it wasn't. Right. Right. Um, that was, you know, that was tricky. There were certain things with Origins we couldn't do in the regular book because Origins was going on. Uh, but they did let us do that, you know. Um, I think there was another thing here and there that we did that we referenced Origins or whatever. But um, yeah, that was a that was a that was a fun story to write. Now I do want to ask about Weapon X because obviously that was kind of a. I, um, I don't. I don't want to say cult favorite, but like it was definitely there was a very strong, um, passionate fan base. Just not, I guess, a large enough fan base for that book. It's it's, it's funny. I mean, we got canceled. Uh, our numbers, you know, by today's standards, it would probably still be around. Um, we we did have a, a, a big fan base. Uh, I still get asked about Weapon X all the time. Um, it was a villain's book, and villain's books tend to be harder harder sell than than, than most. Um, but it, it gave me an opportunity to play with a lot of the uh, lesser-known characters. I actually like doing that um, with, you know, Mesmero and Sauron and and, and Maro and characters like that because you get to play with them a little bit more than you do with the Captain Americas and Iron Man of the world mm-hmm. because, you know what I mean? Um, because, you know, especially now with the movies and everything, that changed everything as well. But, um, yeah, I, look, I like playing with that book. Uh, eventually, they, the one thing, they didn't want Wolverine in it at the beginning, and I think that was a mistake, because I think had Wolverine been in it at the beginning, I think we would have had a better shot of of maintaining our sales. Mm-hmm. Um, if you notice, I, I put Wolverine in at the very end, um, because, it, you know, they very basically let us do that at the end, I think it was too late at that point, but um, yeah, look, I would, I love a lot of those characters. I would love to do some something else with those characters down the line. Who knows? 
know. I'm sure you've been asked this many times in the past, but um, I've always in not loved because that's almost the wrong word, but I've always appreciated the way that you uh, used maggot in that book. Who? <laughs> uh, the the X Men character maggot who you kind of killed off. Oh maggot, yeah. See, see, you know what the funny thing about maggot? Here's the funny thing about maggot. Okay, <laughs> when I was an intern, okay, there was we got hate mail to that character like you have no idea. Okay, I you know Bob Bob Harris at the time, he had said he had never seen hate mail to that character. Nobody liked that character until I killed him. Exactly. Nobody liked that character until I I, I I maintain the best thing I ever did for that character was kill him because all of a sudden, you know, oh oh oh, why'd you kill Maggot? Why'd you kill Maggot? You know what I mean? Everybody hated Maggot up until that point. <laughs> I agree with you completely. I think well, I think it's because you made people care about him when he died. Yeah, well, that that was the idea, you know, to take a character and, and actually care about what happens to this character, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny, maggot, you know, it, like I said, people despise that character, I killed them, and then all of a sudden you got all these mannequin fans coming out, so, <laughs> that's comics, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I just appreciated that you, you kind of gave him more credit in one issue and made, again, people care, uh, which is a testament to your writing that you can make people care about a previously reviled character. I agree with you. hundred <laughs> um, percent. Now, what, uh, when you wrote your, your Hercules book, was that something that you had pitched or was that something that kind of came to you? I don't remember exactly how Hercules came about. Um, I think I pitched Hercules. Hercules is another one of my favorites. I always liked Hercules. Um, he's the guy... You, you know, out of all, in all comics, you probably want to go and have a beer with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's why I also did the, the Hercules Wolverine uh, miniseries. I, I, I just figured those... I, one of my earlier recollections in comics was the... Um, there was a Marvel Treasury edition of the Hulk. Um, and uh, it's a big one with, where he's fighting MODOK on the cover. MODOK is in a giant suit or whatever. And there's a... Tre my first actual... Um, introduction to Wolverine was in that issue, okay? Uh, because I, you know, I had known Hercules from the Avengers, but there's a backup story where Hercules and Wolverine fight. Where they, they meet each other in a bar and they fight, and then they, you know, uh, it, it resolves itself and they have a drink, you know what I mean? And I was like, you know, who's, who's this Wolverine guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, why is Hercules having such a hard time with this Wolverine guy? Um, but that introduced me to the character, and years later, uh, when, when, when after I had done Hercules and, and when I did Hercules Wolverine, I thought that you know what, There's those two guys that that probably sparked a, a friendship from those two guys. I could see those guys becoming drinking buddies, you know, um, and that's when I pitched Wolverine Hercules down the line. But um, as far as Hercules goes, I always liked Hercules. Um, I. Uh, I thought about, you know, do, the, the 12 labors is obviously the tie-in there, about doing a new, what, what a new 12 labors would look like in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. And that's the basis of that book. Very cool. Uh, I want to jump forward. Uh, how did you end up uh, over at DC writing Gotham Underground? That was, I believe, when Mike Marks went over. Mike Marks is, is a guy I work with a lot. Over the years, he was my first editor on on Wolverine. Um, I've done a lot in the X office with him. Uh, when he went over to do Batman, we uh, we did got the actually did the deal. 
I had a meeting with Dan Deo. Uh, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, I was a Marvel guy for so many years, and then, you know, DC, you know, came calling with 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 Gotham Underground, and it was the deal basically, to, you know, let me play with all the Batman films. That look to me, Batman has the greatest rogues gallery in all of comics, so I, I jumped at the chance. You know, it, it was not only my first DC work, but it was, I was getting to work on the Batman, um, Batman. With Batman villains, hey, sign me up, you know? Who was your favorite Batman villain writing in the course of that series? Look, there's, a, there's an issue. My favorite issue of the series is probably there's the issue with the Joker. <laughs> I mean, you know, no surprise there. <laughs> but um, um, Jim Fury did a great job with with that issue. He, he used it, he did the panels as puzzle pieces. Um, and it, it was really uh, innovative what he did. Um, and uh, the, the issue with the you know, just have the Joker show up at at, um, at Penguin's uh, nightclub in one of the issues, and, and he just uh, it, 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 I, what I liked about it was that you know the guy to me the, the Joker is somebody that even the criminals are afraid of. You know, mm -hmm. he, he's, he's he's such a wild card. He's such he, he's the guy that you know other fr fr criminals. You know, and so so you have Penguin, and Penguin really, you know, yeah, they're friends, but he's that friend that he's a friend with him because he's crazy. And he just wants to, you know, um, you know, not, he doesn't want to go come in and, and, and wreck his club or kill him, whatever. So he puts up with him and, and stuff like that. So I like playing with that relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, now I also wanted to ask about uh, your work on on the noir series, Punisher Noir. Because uh, uh -huh. I was a big fan of that book, I thought it was really well done. Um, what, what, how did you kind of get in the mindset to create a different version of Punisher for that timeline? And, and it was kind of an interesting way of kind of revealing who it was as well. So, what kind of went into creating that version of the character? Um, when they, they, I believe they approached me for Punisher Noir, um, which I mean was the most out of all the noir ones. That was the easiest one to do because. Punisher is noir to begin with, you know what I mean? <laughs> so he lent himself very well to the medium. Um, I always knew that I wanted to have, if I was going to do a, a, a Punisher story in that time frame, I knew I, knew I wanted to have him fight a, uh, a real-life mobster and, and, and weave it in and out, the story in and out of that, which is why I used that shelves. Um, it, just, it just fit, you know, uh, the... Um, but yeah, there's a big, the big reveal, which, spoiler alert, the, the Punisher we think we're going to start with is not the Punisher we end with. <laughs> the Punisher we start, we believe we start with is the, the father, um, but he's killed by Dutch Schultz and his um, attention to the son that actually becomes the Punisher Noir. Um, but that was a great, that was, a, look, and I, recently I got to revisit Punisher Noir, and I even got to write Wolverine Noir in the, um, and Secret Wars, uh, with the story of who killed Tony Stark, mm -hmm. um, which was which was which was great fun to write. It was just great fun to to be able to revisit, revisit that world again. Now, I also want to ask about so from a very different type of Punisher story. What led into Space Punisher? <laughs> Space Punisher, okay. And Space <laughs> Punisher, you want to talk about cult? Uh, out of all the things, probably believe it or not, uh, after Wolverine, probably the, the things. I get talked and asked the most about Space Punisher <laughs> because, um, <laughs> it, 
Obviously, you've worked with Mark Teixeira on a lot of projects. What is your collaboration process with him? Well, Mark, Mark is like a human lab experiment. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he is. If you've ever met Mark, he's crazy. All right, um, but he's, he's a good friend of mine, actually. <laughs> All joke aside, the um, he, you know, he, I, I know, I know Mark from year for years. Uh, I knew Mark, um, you know, from when he was doing the Marvel Knights. I, I, I knew him as an intern when I was an intern. Um, but yeah, Mark, I always love look, look. I always love Mark stuff. His Ghost Rider stuff, his Sabretooth stuff. Uh, I always love the style. Um, and uh, you know, we, we, we just we're friends, and, and and our styles, I think, are very comparable. You know, we're grim and gritty type guys uh, in our work. And uh, you know, I, I've done I've done Wolverine with him. I've done uh, Hercules with him. I've done Space Punisher with him. I did the the the, uh, the darkness with him and the top count. Uh, there's always, I, I'll I'll always find stuff to do with Mark. You know, it, it's just a matter of time or when, not if I work with Mark again. Do you have anything percolating with him right now? No, I don't. Not not at the current not at the current moment. But there's not to say that I that like I said things come up and and uh, there's not to say that I won't. Okay. Now, earlier this year, you were part of the Convergence event where you wrote uh, two different miniseries with very different styles, uh, the Justice League and uh, Suicide Squad books. How did you come to write those, and how did you approach them, given their very different versions of characters, as well as the time periods they were set in? The, um, the, they, the funny thing is, is that they um, approached me first with uh, uh, DC. Bob, Dan DeVito had called me up and... Uh, he wanted me to do the Suicide Squad one. And Suicide Squad, obviously, is the more obvious choice for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, how I write and, and so forth. Um, and that, that, was, that was great fun to write. Um, I, knew, I knew, spoiler alert, that I wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, uh, you know, Suicide Squad was an easy fit. The, when they liked what I was doing so much on Suicide Squad that they called me up and asked me to do JLA. Um, the thing is, with JLA, I know they had an issue of finding an angle. Um, it was actually Dan who came up with the angle to do it as you no know, woman cast, and I thought that was brilliant. 
um, and, you know, to do do it versus the uh, the crazy uh, Aquaman, you know, from Flashpoint. To have this creepy kind of you know single white female, you know, single white white fish, whatever vibe <laughs> that it had. Um, it's uh, it, it just worked, it, it, and uh, you know, it, it was fun. it was really fun. Both stories are fun to was fun to play with. Both of them, I had, I had equal amounts of fun doing both stories. Who who would you say was your the character you most enjoyed writing in both series? Uh, you know what? Probably well in that book in in, in JLA, my two favorite characters, believe it or not, well. Place for Aquaman, I could see you could believe that, okay? Because you know, uh, I'm a villain guy, and he, he was very fun to write. He's so crazy. Um, but Supergirl, I like. I enjoyed writing Supergirl, and I never thought I would. Sometimes that happens when you write a character, and you never think that you would enjoy writing them. And I had I had, I had a blast writing Supergirl. Hmm. Um, in, in the Suicide Squad, I enjoyed writing Amanda Waller. I enjoyed that you know writing Amanda Waller. I also enjoyed writing. Uh, I mean, basically all the characters. Cyborg Superman was a lot of fun to write. Um, I was always a fan of that, that, that the, the whole Death of Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deathstroke, Dead, Deadshot, Deadshot, you know, those, those characters are characters I kind of gravitate to. So, you know, they, they, uh, the Suicide Squad was definitely uh, uh, something that was in my wheelhouse. Now, switching into current stuff, so you have uh, The Hangman that recently started. Now, how did that kind of come about? Because this, is this creator-owned? It's not, no, it's not creator-owned, but it's mm-hmm. it's um, it's more of an independent thing because it's Archie and it's their uh, dark uh, circle line, which, if people don't know, is it's kind of their vertical line. Um, so it's not, you know, there's no uh, Jughead showing up there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jughead's showing up there, he's getting his head chopped off. You know, he's not, you know. It's, it's a very different line. So um, that came about. Alex, I know Alex Aguera for years, and he actually approached me. Uh, we were on a line for a, uh, a screening, uh, a Marvel screening, actually. Uh, Marvel has screenings of their movies sometimes, and um, we were on line for that, waiting to get in. And he 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 said, "Hey, listen, I'm doing this this line for um, for Archie. We're doing this uh, this new Dark Circle line. It's going to be." You know, um, it's sort of ver- like their vertical line. Uh, he's going to read re- one to all these characters. Would I be interested? And, you know, he, he sort of rang off the names and, you know, this one, that one. And then when he's kicked out the hangman, I go, that's the one, hangman. I go, that that sounds like something I can... Now, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I knew nothing about the character, zero. I knew absolutely nothing about the character, which they were fine with. Because it was going to be a total revamp of, of, of what that character was. And if you look at... You know, there's, there's a little nod, there's a little nod um, to the um, to the uh, original in that the, the hangman we start with in issue one, um, it, well, in the series is not going to be the one we end up with, but the one we start off with is Robert Dickering, uh, who is the original hangman, but he ascends at the end of the issue, issue one, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you'll find out what happens in issue two, which... Uh, it picks me out shortly. Okay. Uh, I'm excited to see more about that. Now, with uh, how did you start writing Catwoman? Catwoman, uh, they actually approached me. Uh, they gave me the uh, Mark Doyle, who I know for, um, 
from working in the back office had um, given me a call and asked me if I would be interested in writing Catwoman. And, you know, that's another character, hey, you know, very much in my wheelhouse. Um, you know, she's she's an interesting character in that she's not a hero, she's not a villain. She's, she, more than almost any character in comics, is in that middle area, you know? Mm-hmm. She, you could equally see her teaming up with Batman as you could with Poison Ivy, you know, or, or the Riddler or whoever. Um, so she's got that, she's in that middle ground. And uh, I, I, I thought it would, you know, it would be fun to play with how everybody viewed her and everything, um, you know, how does, how, how does the little community um, view that she's backstage with Batman on the side, you know? <laughs> it's kind of an awkward thing, but, and, and, you know, my story, I wanted to do uh, they wanted to get back to the classic Catwoman um, and the... Uh, so, you know, I was telling a classic high story. Um, but, it, you know, in classic high story fashion, everything goes wrong. If you read the first issue, she, end up, uh, she ends up uh, wanting to murder. Um, what I will say going forward with that is everything is not as it seems. Um, that we have a, a bunch of surprises. The question is, who is behind it? And, and I think people are going to be very surprised at who who it turns out to be. Okay, and obviously your other major work right now is Black Knight, which was your recent launch from Marvel. How did this uh, come about? Because this I'm really digging so far. Thank you. Um, Black Knight is a character I've wanted to do more with for years. Um, the main thing that I think that sprung it out was the um, original Sin story I did uh, with him, um, where you know we, we see that he's losing control of the sword and he's confronted by this woman, and we see that he's almost about to kill this woman, and that's how far he's fallen. Um, they, I had, when they did, when they started to do Real World, they wanted to do some comics around it, um, and um, there was the talk of doing maybe Black Knight in Real World, and um, which is obviously you know an appropriate set, setting for him. And um, you know, I, I remember pitching it as almost a. Uh, as a limited series, and the next thing I know, they they came back to me and said, "No, no, we're, you know, we're, we're going to do it." Uh, it, 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 got, it got approved in like five minutes, <laughs> you know, which, which is surprising to me because nothing gets approved that fast. But uh, yeah, here we are. What is it about Dane Whitman as a character? Is it is it because of you know the kind of the tragic circumstances of him as a character, or what is it about him that really attracts you? I like four characters. If you look at my work over the years, I like, I like characters with flaws. Uh, I think we're all flawed, <laughs> you know. Well, it's not me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we're all flawed. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think people relate to that. And he's a guy named Whitman who he kind of knows that he's addicted to the blade. He kind of knows the blade's not good from, but he feels in his heart that it's a necessary addiction, that it's something that he has to do, that he's the one to hold the blade, that he has no, there's no other choice, you know, um, that somebody has to do it and he's it, he, it's his destiny to do it, uh, and there's a lot, there's a lot to play with with that, there's, there is a lot to, you know, there's something to be said for that, somebody who sacrifices everything, even his own psyche and mind, to do this, to take this responsibility on, that's, that's very powerful stuff. What was it like writing him against the Uncanny Avengers? It's an interesting group to pit him against. Well, you know what? I, the, the Uncanny Avengers, the Avengers, well, I wanted more, uh, the group to, 
Chief Rogers was part of, because I always think that, you know, I go back a ways to when uh, the Black Knight was first with the, with the Avengers, and it's with Steve Rogers, it's with Hercules, it's with uh, Quicksilver and, and, and uh, Vision, you know, it's all those old, ca- it, was, it was all in the early Hawkeye, it's all in those early stages of the Avengers, when the Avengers were still figuring out what the Avengers were. And he was kind of a character on the periphery that was in and out. Um, so I always felt that the, the, the relationship between him and, and Steve in particular was important. So I wanted, so if you see how we play out this arc here, the, what happens with him and Steve is very important. His relationship with Steve is very much important. It's very much plays into it. Um, you know, and I want to use the Uncanny Avengers because, hey, look, that's where he came from. And, uh, you know, if he was going to do his, uh, a solo book, he, 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 he kind of had there was some unresolved stuff that he had to deal with, with the events. Mm-hmm. What can you um, just before we sign off here? What can you kind of tease us with your your three kind of current projects? What can you tease us that uh, what are we going to see in the next few months? Uh, well, right now, like you said, I'm working on Black Knight. I'm working on Hangman. I'm working on Catwoman. Um, I have some other stuff uh, in, in the. I have some video game stuff. That hasn't been announced yet. I have um, a, uh, a some more DC stuff um, that hasn't been announced yet. Um, I used to create your own stuff that hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so sensing I, a I, theme. I, <laughs> I have a lot of stuff uh, coming up, and and, and um, you know, some friends will be. Uh, Surprising some of the stuff. I, I think some friends will will think what what we're doing. Okay, excellent. And actually, a, a final sign-off question is, uh, what are you reading these days? Well, you know, unfortunately, I, you know, I, I, I kind of read what, um, I don't have time really to, to go to a comic shop and, and read everything that comes out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly read, I have a lot of stuff to read for research. You know, you, you do Catwoman, you got to go back and read some stuff. You got, uh, you do Black Knight, you got to go back and read some stuff, uh, you know, they've been hanging, you know, uh, some of the current projects I'm on now, have I, you have to do research. That's time consuming, you know what I mean? And, uh, but mainly I read, you know, like I'm good friends with Jimmy Palmiotti, he'll give me some of his books to read. I'm good friends with Bart Dennis, he'll give me some of his books to read. I'm good friends with Darwin Cook, he gives me some of his stuff to read. That's mostly what I do is a friend of mine will give me something and, and, and you know, that's, uh, <laughs> and that's what I read. Gotcha. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, no problem, pal. My pleasure. All right, bye-bye.